Snippy fella? Snippy folks. Sniffy folk. No. Oh boy. <laughs> I said sniffy folk. Sniffy folk. Sniffer man. <laughs> A very different video game. So we're recording this on Tuesday. Yes. Yesterday there was like a severe power outage in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was wild. It, it, was it wild seemed wild. weather. You like. You like totally lost power. It wasn't even there. It's. It seemed like I don't know if this is the case, but you texted me like moments before we started, and I was like, oh shit, this must have just done got fucked up. I literally had opened the door to the pod chamber to turn on the computer, <laughs> and things went dark, and I'm just like, I knew it. I knew Santa Barbara just doesn't. They don't have the infrastructure here to handle adverse weather because it's always <laughs> just nice. So no one plans for bad weather. And I'm so thankful that your power was knocked out. It was a blessing in disguise. It was a blessing because Sora is now in Smash, David. Sure is. And we wouldn't have been able to talk about that until next week. It would have felt like ancient prehistoric knowledge that we were discussing. Sure but would have been. at this point, it's only going to feel like five or six days ago knowledge. <laughs> you know, right? It's it's still within the window of relevancy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm, I love video games. Let me just say that <laughs> at the top. It is so cool that... Let me just do a slow clap for video games right so now. so cool. I love that. Good job, everybody. We did it. Soars and Smash. We can all die happy. I can rest easy at long last. Yeah. Um, you don't have to wake like, up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night anymore. Wondering, is he, is he there? Is Sora smashed yet? Because the answer is now yes. forever. Yes. Yes. Um, you will I, never not be in Smash now. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. No, no, no. You're fine. I was like, so I watched this and... Uh, like after the little keyblade came on the announcement, I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, this is very cool. Mm -hmm. And you and I, you and I feel like Kingdom Hearts is not the butt of our jokes because Kingdom Hearts feels like our family. Like it, it sure feels is. Like, like making fun of one of your siblings or something. You're like, yeah. I can make fun of you, but if somebody else does, it feels weird. But regardless, you and I make fun of Simple and Clean quite a bit. They played a couple of notes from Simple and Clean in the announcement. I was just immediately chills. Like, it's, it's so emotional, so fast. Like, oh my God. I'm right back. It really, it's so, it's so evocative. It's so moody. It just puts me in such a place. That song just really, yeah, it really gets me going every time I hear it. Even just the melody, the is enough. It's enough. It'll yeah. get me there. So I'm, I'm, I was. Oh, I'm, I'm there, baby. So anyway, point being, listen, you heard about these things called video games. They're effective. They affect people in a lot of really cool and interesting and fresh, hip new ways. Yeah. And that's and that's the yeah. intro. Hi, it's video game optimism. <laughs> it's the these video games are fresh and effective, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it's the Optimist video game variety show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. Uh, my name is Trace, and I am very excited for Sora in Smash Brothers. Uh, my name is David, and yes, I am. I am too. I am as well. Video games are cool, and Sora is gonna be tight. And Sora is a video game. Sora, so Sora is a video what's game. What's not like? What's not to like? What's not, to, what's not to like? They play the song from 2002, and I cry. You know how it works. It's video game time, baby. <laughs> 
Hey, have you been playing video games? I, I have been, actually. Could you, uh, might you regale me with such tales? Uh, yeah, it feels very serendipitous, but I started playing Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think I did this. I think I did this. You shut off the power yesterday. Yeah, I shut off. The, I shut off the power yesterday, which was the necessary uh, jolt of energy that the universe needed <laughs> to get us onto the timeline that gave us Sora yeah. and Smash. I actually diverted us from the timeline that was going to give us Score Bunny and Smash. Oh man, uh, or Turbo Turbo Steve or something bad. Tur- tur- turbo Steve. <laughs> Steve too. <laughs> the pig from uh, Minecraft. <laughs> He's so cool. He's, he's so cool. Oh, God. He's so <laughs> That's going to be a meme for a long time. He's yeah. so cool. It was he's so, so genuine cool. the way he said it. I know. Um, That's what made it. He's so cool. But yeah, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3. What, what, part, are you, what, what part are you at? Because I, I played a little bit of this and did not get very far into um, Kingdom Hearts 3. I am early. Okay. I can tell that it's going to take some effort to play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to search my, my pod to mist my potimism feelings deeply mm-hmm. to get through this one, I think. But it's just starting, so I'm trying to be still be positive about it. Yes. But yeah. the the beginning, I knew that it was going to be like a lot of cutscenes in the beginning. Sure. Because it's yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Sure. So I started it at a time of night where I really wanted to like watch a show. Mm, and it was that's perfect. That's a good idea. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was kind of like winding down. It was a like ready to go to bed. Framing device, yeah, wow. And so then I'd just be ready to just get up and go mm-hmm. the next day that I played it. And yeah, it was about thirty minutes of <laughs> of cutscenes and just like picking your class essentially. Yeah, and just like weird, kind of weird things happening in the cutscenes. Like if I was someone who had just picked up this game, I would be <laughs> so incredibly yeah. confused. Absolutely, I've impenetrable. played these games. And I was very confused about what exactly it was trying to communicate yep. to me through some of these. Yeah. Some of the, like, there was that one part, there was a music choice. I, I wasn't, I wasn't vibing with the Hey, Hey Kids uh, kind of music that they had in there. Oh, I don't even remember this. I played this and I have no memory. There was no like memory. some weird uh, cutscene where they were doing like almost like Neo dubstep or something like that. <laughs> It was very strange. It was very yeah. strange. It was like a Keyblade Wars flashback, and the music was... It, it didn't feel like Kingdom Hearts music a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's, sure. I think that's my old man, boomer gamer, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get off my lawn opinion, though. Sure. But yeah, and then the gameplay itself is pretty good. It feels mm-hmm. a tad bit dated yeah. at yeah. this point, and some of the voice actors are definitely not as good as the others. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Hercules. Yeah, kind of whiffed it. It was, it was weird it. on Hercules, yeah. Yeah, he just seemed, it seemed uneven. But the main characters are pretty good. Yeah. So, so far, it's a mixed bag. I'm, I'm more than anything, I'm just glad that it exists and that it is out and that I will finally yeah. have closure. <laughs> to this supposedly. saga yes yeah, supposedly to the saga of my life um i think I, do i need to get a dlc to get the like the full true kingdom hearts 3.015 ending or something like that i have no idea i'm so uneducated about like what has happened in this video game yeah. what you need to finish it i've got like nothing also what was up with the kingdom hearts 2.9 little title card that they did like halfway <laughs> through their 30 minute extravaganza of cutscenes? yeah yeah I, I just laughed at that part i'm like what does it what does it mean what does it mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I need, I feel like I need, like, a wiki, a primer, a spark notes, a, a something just to, like, get me ready 
for Kingdom Hearts 3. I think I did. I think I had watched like some YouTube videos yeah. of like a smart British <laughs> person explaining to me what happened in every Kingdom Hearts. And I have tried so many of them. I've watched multiple like just lore of Kingdom Hearts and I think I'm just more confused afterwards. I think I'm looking at it too hard. I think Kingdom Hearts needs to not be like observed that mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> for it to work for me I, I see what you're saying you can't observe two atoms in the same position but they can exist in two points in time <laughs> yes. simultaneously isn't that it, it yeah it's a yeah it's quantum kingdom hearts it don't look it too closely be, otherwise it starts to break down <laughs> yeah if huh? it can be a good video game but yeah the moment i start trying to like unravel the plot is the moment that kingdom hearts starts to become less interesting yeah. to me yeah i like i had a colleague in uh college who like i think he was a ta for one of my game design classes and like to me when we were like in the computer lab like recited to me the entirety of the story like i was i just on a whim was like hey like what what even happened in that game he's like i could tell you i'm like okay i'm me thinking there's no way there's no way he could really do it an hour later we were getting done with like parts of it. Later. It took so long because I was it, like any thread I would pull on. Well, I'd be like, well, what about this? This doesn't make any sense. He's like, well, I got to tell you some backstory. This was <laughs> just some random guy. He was like a TA. I like knew yeah. him. It was impressive, honestly. Damn. Kingdom Hearts um, historian. Did he make one of those videos you watched? No, which was kind of more enjoyable that I could sort of just be like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And a person, a real human person in front of me could say, well, it's actually a nobody, which is the shadow of someone's heartless. A nobody <laughs> is the shadow of a heartless. I, I couldn't explain to you what a nobody is, David. I have read the wiki article no less than 10 times. Isn't and it? And I think it's the byproduct of when somebody turns into a heartless. What that means, I don't really know yeah because isn't like the heartless is the <laughs> we're body like, we're looking at it too hard it starts the, to unravel the heart out and then the nobody <laughs> is the personification of the heart that gets taken out because Something. it doesn't have a body maybe <laughs> oh god and if you kill both the nobody and the heartless of a person and they get resurrected um isn't that what happened with xehanort with xemnas and ansem <laughs> we're going so much harder than i can yeah i i can <laughs> i cannot we're welterweights fighting a, a heavy a <laughs> heavyweight yeah. matchup right now bloodborne lore is much clearer than mm. whatever is going on if you need some fights. some game of thrones knowledge i'm your guy but not this um, not this i i might be tempted to get back into kingdom hearts 3 given that you're going through it because I played not very much of this game. Should we do a good games on it? <sighs> probably. Probably. I like... It's very probably... in vogue with our podcast. Yeah. I would have to beat Kingdom Hearts 3. I would need to get all the way through that video game. There's no way it's short. There's no way that thing is a <laughs> tiny little chewable bite. <laughs> it's going to be at least like 30 hours. I would guess upwards of 50 to 60. 50 to 60. Those games are huge. I played... And the other one's been that long? I mean, you're not going to do like all the arena stuff, are you? David, I have to. If there's an arena, <laughs> I have to go get in the fucking, <laughs> go hard in the paint, dude. Did you like lose some sort of like a matchup with somebody at some point in time where now you have to you, ha- you are cursed with the inability to say no to an arena i think i must have made a deal with sephiroth at some point that if he beat me the first time i challenged him that i would forever have to yeah go go to any coliseum arena area this is my do- penance yeah yeah 
but still not a short video game no it's it's got some meat on it what's what's wild is i haven't i i like know enough gamers and like i don't know a lot of people who's who've beaten <laughs> kingdom hearts 3 let alone like played the video game yeah i don't i'm <sighs> sure i'm sure they exist but like i feel like that game came and went like it was out and some people were like cool and then nobody else was like hey i beat this finally uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like about a month or so after a new game comes out, you'll see like, like right now I'm starting to see a bunch of people start beating Deathloop and feeling sure. a little bit sour on it, right? Hmm. But like, I, I I saw nobody talking about, let's talk about the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3. No, <laughs> none of yeah, that existed. Yeah, yeah maybe oh. we got to play it. I will, I will give Kingdom Hearts 3 another shot because it is really in vogue right now. And one and two were just so special to me personally. Yeah. I owe it to like actually play through this video game a little bit more. Yeah, no, I think I think we can do it. Cool. What 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 else do you have to say about Kingdom Hearts right now? Or do you, do you have any other games that you've been playing? I beat Jedi Fallen Order. What'd you think? It wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. It was good. It wasn't wasn't ten out of ten, but like no, it was like a solid seven out of ten type game in my I, opinion. I would I would throw it a little higher than that. I think I enjoyed it a little bit more well, than a seven. Sure. Yeah. I see that. But numbers are numbers. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't thrilled with some of like the, the how quickly people started to really care about each other in the game. Like it yeah, seemed kind yeah. of shoehorned. Mm-hmm. Like why does Grease like me so much? And also yeah. why did he like sell me out to mercenaries randomly? And like <laughs> no one tells me why that happened. And then I were just chill with it afterwards. Yeah, that did come and go pretty quick. A little suspect. That felt yeah. very just kind of thrown in there. It felt like it was a game that they had a lot more in mind for, but things got mm. cut out. Yeah. Yeah that's, yeah, that's kind of that was kind of my my feeling of the game. Sure. That he is like, yeah, you know, we've been developing this long enough. Just send it out there and it's good enough. I, I don't like I don't hate the the end product that they ended up with, honestly, though. Like, no, it's not bad. I, I agree. I agree that some of those plot points were they did feel a little rushed and like things were happening very quickly. But I think that they did do a good like a fairly good wrap up. Mm-hmm. I feel like oftentimes the way that stories in games at least play out is that you'll get a pretty great first half of a game mm. and then it, they felt compelled to end the game very quickly. Sure. And so like the last half is not very good. Whereas this one felt like they probably had the beginning and the end of this game pretty locked down for quite some time mm-hmm. and like put the middle in there and then just started like picking bits of it out. Or maybe it was exactly what they wanted to do. But sure. I, I do agree that like um, it did feel a little rushed, but also that like it it felt good enough to me. Like, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It definitely felt like a finished product still, but yeah. I know you could just tell that they, it just felt like they had grander plans that didn't mm-hmm. come to fruition. But I really liked the lightsaber dueling. It was very good, yeah. I want more just lightsaber duel games. That was real fun. Yeah. Definitely made me feel like a Jedi, which was awesome. Yeah, they really nailed it in that one. I feel like mm-hmm. a, like they could just make a game out of that. I don't even need the story. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's probably like the best lightsaber combat in a game to date like it yeah. came out at the same time as Sekiro and had like the same system as, as that essentially mm-hmm. like we had to break people's guard right. but people just didn't really care about this one as much because it wasn't quite as polished but I think it's still mm-hmm. commendable for for what it did yeah I, I think it's a good game yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and I really enjoyed having like finally at the end feeling like you're a little OP compared to some of the more grunt characters yeah like that felt that felt good like once you spoilers make your own lightsaber mm-hmm. and you're just like cutting through cutting through stormtroopers no problem it's just like mm, this is what i was here for 
This is yep. what I've this is what I've been searching for this whole time. Absolutely. Just feeling a little a little power fantasy as a Jedi. Felt great. Um but yeah, it was good. I'm yeah. inter- I it feels like they're setting it up for a sequel. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they do. I think they could do something pretty cool and interesting with it with it next time. Or just do something completely and totally different and just not and use different characters. Give me an Obi Wan <laughs> Origins game. Give me a Yoda <laughs> Origins game with these controls. I'm totally cool with them doing these kind of like quote unquote no name character integrations. Like mm-hmm. I, I think that that is a really cool place to exist in the Star Wars universe and just weirdly underexplored. Like I know mm-hmm. that's not a, a hot take at all, but like the the Star Wars stuff that I find that's really compelling is usually not the Skywalkery stuff. Sure, like Rogue, Rogue One is like such a good Star Wars movie, and there's like there's some the Skywalker stuff going on in there, but by and large, it's about the other people in there. Mm-hmm. Like, God. Fucking nailed it so good. Yeah. Um so yeah, like I just good. feel like there's so much there's a lot of opportunity to do to do really cool stuff in that space, mm-hmm. especially with a game that might be like a one off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I'm totally cool with them just like fucking around and doing something totally different story wise. Yeah, they have a good base. Yeah, yeah. To build upon. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see what they do next. Playing a little bit of blasphemous. Still good. Yes. Yeah. Still fun. I feel mm-hmm. like you're probably getting closer to beating that right uh not quite i haven't been playing i haven't been playing it too much i've been mostly playing okay. jedi fallen order yeah, yeah that was one i kind of want to get through this week sure that's i think that's really it yeah, yeah nice that's cool what about you what have you been playing i uh have not been playing a ton of video games this last week i've been wildly busy with just like life mm-hmm. work wildly busy and then uh maybe maybe new work mm-hmm. also kind of busy and time consuming mm-hmm. but regardless i have been playing a few video games that i would like to talk to you about two of them one is this game called Death's Gambit that mm. uh, came out recently for Switch. Okay. I think it's been out for a little while on other platforms. Like, I think it came out on Steam, like, a couple of years ago. It is this game uh, made by this company called White Rabbit. It is... I think it is a Metroidvania first and a kind, kind of Dark Soulsy second. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, both of those are definitely in there. Mm. It's this, like, 2D side-scrolling game where it's similar to like metroidvanias there are like a bunch of these checkpoints that you're wandering around you're essentially just like given tasks that you need to do or like missions right yeah the the person you're playing as it's it's not revealed very much kind of similar to like a dark soulsy kind of setup you're given a little bit more than that but initially there's just not that much and uh, i think it's like it slowly comes out over the course of the the beginning part of the game that like you're working for death like the grim reaper so yeah they they give you these little like story beats and you're working for death and death is like hey i need you to go like beat these people because my like power over this area has like waned quite a bit mm-hmm. essentially like people have become uh, you know un- unable to be killed or like parts of Immortal? people are be- yeah like somebody tried to kill death essentially mm. it's unclear in the beginning why trevor but... belmont man <laughs> yeah i always fucking shit up so <laughs> i do like the inversion of the the formula there mm. of like you're trying to like reinstate the natural order of like life and death mm. whereas normally you're trying to kill death or kill dracula or something like that in a lot yeah. of these games so i think i think the the concept and the setup is definitely neat it uh it feels kind of like blasphemous like i know we've been talking mm. about that a little bit recently and uh, I, I don't think these things are like related at all they did they just have been games that are kind of similar that have come out in the last couple of years um i think this one has been in the works for quite some time like the wiki i was reading about it said it like started development like 2012 or something like that like a mm-hmm. long time ago mm-hmm. and i think this one came out on steam earlier than blasphemous did so like it's more like blasphemous probably feels a little bit more like this game mm-hmm. so like i said I, I don't think 
you know, and any of that is on purpose at all. The Dark Soulsy part of it comes into play when you're talking about the combat of this game. It is kind of sl- like slower mm-hmm. in plotting and like rolling is a big deal. Mm. You have like a stamina meter, so like you can't just go like whacking away. You know, you have like a certain class that you'll start at the beginning with, the stamina, all that sort of shit. And it is pretty difficult. I wouldn't say it's quite as hard as like the Dark Souls stuff initially, um, but you you pretty regularly regularly are getting your ass kicked. So yeah, I mean, like, I think after playing Aria of Sorrow, this game feels very familiar and like similar to those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that it is a Metroidvania first. Like, it feels like that was the the major influence mm-hmm. and like the Dark Soulsy kind of combat stuff is sprinkled on top rather than being the first and foremost thing. I could see how somebody would interpret it the reverse, but I feel like it's mostly Metroidvania. Like, mm. the map is very similar. The way you're like traversing the world feels very Metroidvania y, you know, like getting double jumps and shit like that and yeah. air dashes and shit. And so it all feels pretty good. It's like really pretty too. I like that a lot. And I do enjoy that, like, it's trying to do a little bit more of a story than either Dark Souls or, or a lot of the um, earlier Metroidvanias do mm-hmm. in general. So yeah, I, I think it's like pretty, pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Like, I had tried, uh, oh, what was that game? Elder Lilies earlier in the year which was another kind of Metroidvania, and it didn't really mm-hmm. click for me. Hmm. I, I don't think I talked about it on the show at all. But like, yeah, I don't think so. I had like given it a shot and played like a half an hour. I was like, ah, I don't know if this is for me. It was doing a lot of stuff that I think was done well. It just, for whatever reason, didn't totally vibe with me. But this one is, I, I think, hitting a lot better, even if this like combo of metroidvania dark soul stuff is kind of in right now. Sure seems to be. I, I, I mean, I think it is. Like, It's, you know, the the... Not the flavor of the month, but I think a lot Dark Souls had a very significant and measurable impact on people who play games and people who develop games that like it makes sense that, you know, about eight years or so after like Dark Souls was like very, very popular all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like obviously Demon's Souls has been out for a while, but after that period that there would be this sort of like wave of games that are like, hey, I like this too. How could we apply this? Mm-hmm. I like sort of balk at the argument that that's like derivative or something. I think just a lot of people like that game and they yeah. want to make games like that. Yeah, they sure do. Um, yeah, that's that's one of the games I've been playing. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is this game called Unsighted, uh, oh, which is another yeah. game that has uh, recently come out for Switch. This game is very good. Oh, I really like this game. <laughs> okay. Let me see. So uh, at the top, this game is made by uh, Studio Pixel Punk which is a studio out of Brazil, and it is made of two women, which is neat. Uh, let me see. It's kind of a Zelda-like game. Sure. Zelda is the closest thing that it reminds me of in the sense that there's sort of this like overworld, the combat, kind of similar. It's not exact. It's it's definitely like it's got more going on than just a straight Zelda game, but I think that is the, the closest analog I can think of. Mm-hmm. It's got some Metroidvania stuff going on there, but I, I would say that that's, again, flavor more than substance yeah um so like the game itself uh you start out and you uh wake up in this like lab essentially and it's unclear like who you are but you're playing as this like what appears to be like cyborg woman mm-hmm. and uh you're just like figuring out like what the fuck happened here but like my memories are kind of in pieces and you uh go and like sort of look around this lab you get all your you know stuff back you get, get a little, little sword some like side arms and shit mm-hmm. and uh then like some big fucking terrifying like bio mutant creature comes charging after and you have to like escape out of this place you meet like what is uh a very navi like character sure (laughs) who's like this little fairy who's like talking to you a lot of the time um and uh yeah she's like trying to like coax you into like figure out what's going on because you as your character like i don't know what's happening and i've 
again, a lot of the, her memories are like coming back in pieces. And essentially like the beginning, she like tries to fight a bunch of these like bio mutants. It gets like totally fucked up. And then like mm -hmm. some other people come and rescue her oh. and they take the back to their like village. And a, a lot of these people know the player you're, you're playing as. And it's revealed that like she has like a lot of these connections with people and that what is, what happened was that there was this huge like meteor that hit earth a while ago, mm -hmm. which gave sentience and consciousness to all of the robots that lived there. Mm. And that's what like gave you as the robot character like consciousness. And uh, a while back, it's kind of unclear when, but a little while ago, I, I think like humans essentially had started attacking the like meteor mm -hmm. and have since like totally like claimed it as their own mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and have like covered it to the point where like a lot of the robots are turning into what they call unsighted which is like they're just going bananas and like mm. not acting like themselves to the point where like, you know, they're like frenzied creatures and shit. Ooh. And they're like, well, we can solve this, but, you know, we need this, that, and the other thing. There's like some relics of, of the past, like research that was done on robots and humans that they need to go collect. And so the people who you meet, they're like, we don't really have the resources to do this. We need you to do it. And like set up, great. Totally, totally straightforward and like not straightforward, but like it, it feels like a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think where this game shines is uh, it feels incredible. Like it is so well polished mechanically. Um, the combat feels really, really good in a way that I think Zelda like games usually don't hmm. like Link to the Past is a phenomenal game. I would not call Link to the Past's combat the highlight of that video game. No, um, no, it's fine. Not. It's it's cool, and I think for the Super Nintendo, like having enemies that have hit or uh, hit back, or like Link moving back a little bit when you hit somebody's shield, or having to approach mm -hmm. certain enemies a certain way, or attack with certain stuff, that's all really cool, and I think incredibly inventive. But at this day and age, just not as shining, I guess. Yeah. Whereas this one does a lot of work to make it just like incredibly updated. It feels really sharp and like well thought out. Mm -hmm. The I think something that was like striking about the video game is that because you're under this like time threat uh, of like, if we don't do this quick enough, we're all going to like lose our minds. Essentially mm -hmm. every character that you meet, it's the totally fucked. Like you'll, they'll meet them. It shows like, here's their name. Here's your kind of like connection level with them. Mm -hmm. And then it'll give you hours left, 240 hours left under their their uh, name yeah the implication being that is how long it's going to take for them to just like totally lose their mind whoa and the game i like i was playing it i was like oh that's fucked i hope they're not keeping track and then you look up up there the right hand corner there's a clock uh-oh <laughs> and it's like day one it's eight o'clock go dude like you got not a lot of time damn which i find so so effective like in in a ton of ways a initially i was like oh fuck this is so anxiety inducing which it is initially, but I think it's definitely on purpose, which is really mm -hmm. good. It, it feels intentional. And uh, there's a couple of things that they do, right? A, you are forced into this like back and forth in your own head of what am I going to do with this? Do I just like immediately try and sprint in any direction to get these objectives done to the point where like I don't lose anybody? There's a lot of people who have different amounts of time left. I met somebody, it's like, oh, you have 500 hours left. I'm like, I can finish the game before then, right? Mm -hmm. Or um, somebody who has like 100 hours left. I'm like, God, like that's probably not enough time. What am I going to do mm -hmm. when they lose it? You also come into contact with, I think it's like uh, uh, meteor dust, which is this like resource that you can collect and it's like hidden around the world, which will give people another 24 hours or something like that. It'll increase their time. Hmm. And like immediately your thought is like, fuck who? 
<laughs> who do I give this to? Which of my children do I choose? Exactly. And so it's like this really effective, in, in mostly a mechanical way, really effective way of putting the stakes of your like mission on the line mm-hmm. in, in a way that I feel like just isn't done very often. Like I feel like so often the narrative beats and stakes of a game are put behind the the narrative parts, right? So like in Uncharted, was it four, the most recent one? Mm-hmm. None of your killing is really part of the main story. Like what's at risk for Nathan is losing his marriage, right? Like that's, that's the yeah. real big risk for him in doing any of this. Mm-hmm. And then you boot up a level and you go shoot people until it's done. And then another story beat happens where the stakes are reminded, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's probably selling the game short because it is doing a lot. But point being... It's very rare that I see um, something that the game explained to me. It said, we're counting down time and then gives me a marker for all the people that I run into. And I'm like, oh God, like this is really rough. <laughs> I like, it, it makes me feel things outside of the character saying something and, and having to like judge every person that you run into of like, should I give this person more time? Mm-hmm. How do I decide that mm. is really, really effective in, in ways that are effective inside the game. And then I think immediately reflects back over to just like real life, right? Like, you know, everybody's got a timer Mm. in life, right? Like this is, there's going to be an end here. And so like, what do you, how do you prioritize who you put effort into, right? Like, Mm. obviously you're not going to lengthen someone's life, but I think that same sort of choice that you're making in the game of like, who, who am I choosing to spend my time with? Do I even have fucking time to do that Mm -hmm. is, is wildly effective for me who did you choose and why i mean it's it's an ongoing decision it's an ongoing decision like that's much like in life there's not somebody that you you choose at the top like this is the person that i'm going to save it's just kind of this ongoing conversation i'll go back to the village and like see who's got maybe not so much time left or like is there person is there somebody that i'm like i cannot bear to lose this person Mm. and then you know i hopefully find some more meteor dust or similar to what i've been doing i'm like am i Am I fast enough to beat this game and not lose anybody? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's still, still an open question. All right. That sounds and fun. It, it is. And like, it, it, it could be totally possible that they give you way too much time. <laughs> and sure. Like, it is the norm to beat this game without losing anybody. But even still, the setup to me is just like, holy shit, they're really doing a lot of work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that feels really, really cool. So I, yeah, I, I, I love this game. I haven't seen a lot of coverage of it, which is shocking given how like interesting some of the ideas are. It's also getting like wildly good reviews, which I was like, hell yeah, that's really great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, also just like in an industry full of straight white dudes, it's kind of nice to see two women instead making sure. a video game like not just you know diversity for diversity's sake but like what what is the difference of of perspective here sure that couldn't be brought by the last 30 to 40 years of dudes making video games so yeah that's real yeah i thought that was really inspiring so cool oh yeah yeah the game rules uh i think that's all i've been playing gotcha cool which will bring me to my optimistic thing of the week david let's hear it it was sakurai's final nintendo direct specifically yeah. about smash brothers uh-huh moving stuff david i don't know if i was just in like in a space today or something but uh-huh. like just watching him and him being like all right it's done i'm done and like waving goodbye to the camera i'm like fuck dude because he's, he's like retiring now isn't he so far as i know he's like he's let's said like this is it for me i don't blame him <laughs> you know like it seems like this has been not an easy job and the dude seems to have like such a high standard for his work that mm-hmm. like it seems like it was either i need to not work because working i have to get close to perfection um not do the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> so like i'm i'm kind of glad the dude is like maybe 
getting some rest. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. But yeah, just what a, what a joy these like past. I feel like since the the Wii U version of Smash Brothers, Smash Four. Yeah, they've been pretty consistent about doing these like Smash Directs and like even more so in the age of Smash Ultimate, where like they're really putting on effort to like. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna do forty-five minutes just for this one DLC character, and I'm gonna show you what his up tilts do. Right, <laughs> like really in-depth videos. It's real. Cause Smash Four came out at what 2014, 2015? twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was twenty fourteen. It was right at the end. He's been doing this for seven years straight, like quite a long time. And like, dude worked on Melee, right? Like he's, I think he was on that one. I don't know if he was on Smash sixty four, but he's, he's, this has been. Didn't he his, do all of them? I think he didn't do Brawl. I think Brawl was the game where mm. he wasn't there. I think. The I could be wrong sheet. about that. No, he, I was totally wrong. He worked on Brawl. He did Super Smash Bros., the original, Melee, Brawl, uh, Smash 4, and Ultimate. Hey. Dude's been dude's been on all of them. He's all of them, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, like a wild achievement as like far as like somebody's like life, quote unquote, life work of video games is. Pretty impressive. Like he started working it on Kirby's Dream Land in 1992, and then in 99 was working on smash brothers mm-hmm. and in 2021 he's like okay see ya at long fucking last my watch has ended yeah just like a shocking amount of of work going into that and yeah it was yeah. it was definitely palpable i think in in the last direct here of like damn i need to watch it um it, you know he doesn't it, it's not like a sad thing but dude seems like kind of giddy <laughs> like okay we're done also total sidebar i was watching the direct uh-huh. and uh the videos that they were showing he's just like demonstrating how the characters work uh-huh. i assumed that uh somebody else was controlling one of the characters when he was like demonstrating no sakurai is playing one controller in each hand he has his hand on the table and is playing each like character with one hand on a pro controller is he really <laughs> watch the direct it is what shocking it's absolutely shocking this man is smash bros he is video (laughs) games my god masha hero video games dude pour one out yeah it's 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 incredible um i was it's great i love smash brothers and like a dude has been intimately involved in in every one of these that's fantastic that's great um do you have something feeling your sense of optimism david uh yeah it's darth vader oh absolutely i just love it whenever i can fight or be Darth Vader in a video game. Yeah, I get that. More than almost any other Star Wars character. Having him in a game just really ups the ante exponentially. It's the boss battle. Yeah. Like, you know the stakes. You know how strong this dude is. I mean, I mean, in Jedi Fallen Order, spoilers, it wasn't even a boss battle. It was just run. Yeah, you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> like, I loved how they just made him into this intimidating space wizard. He just, like, comes in <laughs> and is... just, like, starts wrecking <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, unstoppable. Yeah. It was great. Which is much more in line, I feel like, with what the originals were trying to do mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of a terrifying force. He, that you need to like force. not not be there <laughs> yeah if you're around him there's a chance that you are going to die for one reason <laughs> yeah. or another yeah best option just don't be around our Vader. yeah yeah killed his wife he broke her heart <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the arcade star wars game the one that you control with like a flight stick uh where you can fight vader with the very good vader fight in that one yeah, yeah that one's excellent very moody very moody if i remember lots of lighting was used in that vader fight yeah you were fighting him and i think it was the death star i think it was supposed to be the end of 
uh, Return or Revenge of the Sith. Is Revenge, that the of the, the Revenge of the Jedi. No, it was no, Return, Return, Return of the Jedi. Revenge Empire of the Strikes S- Back. Motherfucker. Empire Strikes. Oh God, we just lost so many nerd <laughs> points right there. Jesus Christ! It was a long day, everybody. Okay, it's hot in here. It's humid. That's my excuse. Return of the Jedi. It was originally going to be called Revenge of the Jedi, but then Lucas was like, No, 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 no. Jedi don't do revenge. It was they do returning. It was originally going to be called Vader's Big Shot. It was originally going to be called... How Aaron uh, Carter Beat Vader. And that's how I beat Vade. That's how I beat... Yeah, Vade. It doesn't sound as cool as Shaq. No, no. Nothing sounds as cool as Shaq. It's true. Shaq's a pretty cool name. (laughs) Great. Yeah, good one. Love a good Vader fight. I agree. Good Vader fight. I agree. Do you want to move on to our main thing? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey. 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 It's good games. <laughs> it's it it's is good games. Spooky good games. Spooky games. It's spooky good games. Hey, it's good games. It's the segment where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear and got all the things that we love about them. But the flavor of the month is spook, mm. as you may have heard. And uh, we've, we've been talking about scary games. We kicked off last week with Dino Crisis, the, sure the dinosaur emergency. And uh, we wanted to talk about another another scary game this week. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit more heralded than Dino Crisis. I think Dino Crisis like sold okay compared to this one, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know that people necessarily point to Dino Crisis as like the height of scary games. Probably not. Yeah. Um. So we're going to talk about Clock Tower. Obviously, Clock Tower. We're here. We're towering in the clock. Um, you said you had not played this game before, right? I had definitely not played this game before, no. Cool. Nice. I had, I think, tried to when I was a kid, but this, I feel like I rented it and just did not understand how to deal <laughs> with like point and click adventures. <laughs> um, what do I do? Yeah, I was uh, very unclear about what exactly I needed to do in the video game to like figure it out. Mm-hmm. There, was this, <laughs> there was this period of time in my gaming history uh, history where like i would rent a game and there's a distinct possibility that, that a that video game does not work or b i load it up on my console and somebody else has like rented it and played it and already set up like what uh are like custom controls sure, or something yeah and i walk into just like a minefield of like i <laughs> is this how this is supposed to be <laughs> and so i think point and click was probably not the best uh combo for me when i was uh probably let me see not. it would have been like six when this was coming out that's a tough game to play as a six-year-old too absolutely like, not dude like just not a thing that i was ready i was well equipped yeah. to do it was hard to play as a 31 year old let alone a six-year-old <laughs> um, you're not 31 yet it's the it's the month baby it's almost here it's the month but you're not there yet chase please. not it's true i'm just preparing myself to inevitably be 31 i get it i thought of myself as 30 in, for a while yes it it softens the blow a little bit Sure does. Sure um, does. Can I hit you with some hot stats about this game, David? Hit me with them. Hot stats. Hot stats. Clock Tower was released December 13th of 1996 for PlayStation 1. Uh-huh. It was the second entry in this series, but the first one that the United States has seen. There was uh, another Clock Tower game that came out in Japan for the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. And like fan translations of that game exist, but they never like saw a release over here. Hmm. And so 
this game to the United States and I think outside of Japan actually did I don't know that for sure but over here was at least known as just clock tower mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. we are talking about uh clock tower ps1 specifically okay, okay um it was made by human entertainment which is a like doesn't broadly sounds like it's a, a bunch of computers making video games yes absolutely yeah we are this is uh video games for real fleshy humans <laughs> for human beings huh? so uh yeah they uh the human entertainment was like by and large a japanese uh centric like video game company like mm -hmm. they released a lot of video games but most of them were only released in japan and so uh i d didn't recognize a lot of the games that they had put out mm -hmm. there were some that came to the united states but it was it was largely a, a japanese game company some of the the games that i read that they were known for are uh fire pro wrestling twilight syndrome fastest one and human grand prix which I was not helping with their uh, my my assertion that they are a bunch of computers making yeah. human games. <laughs> Terrifying race race for humans. So scary. Go go fast, flesh guys. Go fast, flesh guys. It's a bunch of computers writing people. <laughs> yeah. So I I didn't recognize a lot of these. So uh, Clock Tower was kind of my only reference point for this company. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a review of Clock Tower from our friends at Mega Fun. Mega Fun, all right. Mega Fun. Um, I had taken their review, uh, which I think this was a German outlet, mm -hmm. and ran it through Google Translate through a whole bunch of uh, languages, one after the other, and then spat it back out in English to really, really get to the heart of what what was being said in the review. Mm -hmm. So yeah, without further ado, let me let me read to you what Mega Fun had to say. He said to the Clock Tower, "Really." This story isn't fascinating at all, but I'm so Damn. impressed with the secretary that I'm limited to technology and management, and you have to do the same. The interesting part is A, small amount. I collect problems and all excuses if you want to use it elsewhere. In conversations with the scissor, he will always follow this process. Please repeat as many times as you can with your trials and tribulations. The image is always clear and red results please results please <laughs> <laughs> i am fairly certain that that sentence got cut off i think that was not the intended end of the sentence but uh results please is not the worst way to, to stop the review what, what were the results of the review um 70 out of 100 they they thought it were um, not too bad not too bad yeah. you converse with the scissors <laughs> I loved that. Um, do you want to tell me what this game is? You played it a little bit, right? I did play it a little bit. Um, nice. It is a point-and-click horror game, uh, meaning yes. that you don't directly control the character. You use a mouse to click on different objects and areas on the screen, and then your character goes there, either walks there or interacts with something that you just clicked. Worth noting that it is on PlayStation 1, so there is no mouse. You're just sort of using your yeah, controller. There's no mouse, and there's no analog stick either. <laughs> no there's yeah. just the d-pad yep so it leaves much to be desired as far as uh <laughs> control control and like fidelity yeah. goes yes uh, absolutely but it makes it makes do with what it has <laughs> so the the game is you you can play as two characters depending on how much you talk to like one random guy in the beginning whether or not you talk to him <laughs> yeah, once or twice it's very opaque strange yeah but yeah, it's a sequel to a game on the SNES. Picks up kind of where that one left off, apparently. I never played the first one. Uh, yeah, I think it, uh, again, I was 
mostly just digging through wikis about this, but I think it takes place a year after the events of the original Clock Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main character from that one, Jennifer, uh, is here in this yeah, one she's as well. Yeah, this one too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you are playing as a couple different people. So you're playing as Jennifer. You could, That's one yes. of the people you can be. She's from the first one. You can be Helen, who is like mm-hmm. a research assistant, I'm guessing. I think so. Yeah, she works at like the... She works at the um, university with this psychologist professor who is doing interviews on the people who were victims of the incident in the first game yeah exactly so like the he's studying uh what is now known as the clock tower murders Uh in the first one i I read a wiki so this may be a rum retelling mini segment right here but so far as i know in the first one this girl jennifer and a handful of other orphans are adopted into the barrows household oh and uh like the almost immediately when they get there shit just starts breaking very bad sure and you like go to try and find mrs barrows the like person who has adopted you yeah as jennifer you come back into the place where you thought everybody was they're gone you have to like wander around and you start finding like them being like murdered and just like fucked up Uh and uh, eventually the titular villain of the series scissor man starts starts showing up who's this like little goblin looking creature <laughs> like goblin. i think he's got like a mask on or something but he does um, yeah he is this like kind of shorter character who at any point has just these like giant shears yeah um, that he's clinking around <laughs> and they just make the uh, same sound over and over again as he like hobbles towards you yeah with these scissors like above yeah. his head just like i'm gonna get you it's it is very similar in the first one too he's just kind of following you around the mansion yeah and uh yeah so a bunch of people died there you as the main character jennifer in like the canon ending there's or sorry there's a bunch of endings and some of them are considered canon it's never Uh really confirmed which one is which sure um but uh she like escapes after fighting the like deformed other son um i think was it that Dan? weird, like, Dodongo-looking thing in the... Fleshy creature, yeah, yeah, in the basement. It's, like, this very, like, big, like, big, terrifying baby that yeah. you found, find in, like, the basement, which is, like, so scary. So you find him and then, like, run away and burn him up. And then I th- I can't remember exactly what happens to Miss Barrows, but I think you end up fighting her and killing her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this clock tower for the PlayStation 1 takes place a year after that. And, like, it uh, also... it were kind of worth noting it takes place in norway i don't know why but yeah um norway interesting. it is a little spooky it's kind of like cold and quiet out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah uh, i think that was pretty much a, the most of what happened in the first one and so in the beginning of this game people are like investigating what happened um yeah. in in that situation and uh the the first dude who you start up the game as is like interviewing and i think kind of trying to like investigate jennifer and like talk Mm -hmm. to her about like what's happened yeah and it seems like obviously like things are not going great for her like she's been affected by this yeah she's got some ptsd for sure yeah yeah so yeah that was a long tangent on you explaining what that part of the game was and they needed the backstory that was good yeah so yeah you're this guy and you're interviewing people and you can either play you actually play the game as either his like research assistant or jennifer or jennifer yeah helen his research center or jennifer the main character from the last game Mm-hmm. so i was helen okay the, the the part that i played the most was the beginning first scenario or whatever it was so the game's yeah. put in different scenarios and there's like three or four of them i think so yeah it's not a particularly long game yeah so the the thrust of the gameplay is that you are kind of wandering around 
a certain area. So the one that I played the most was like the dormitory or like the, the research building at, at the university. Yeah. Um, and scissor man will just randomly come out of nowhere and he'll come hobbling down the hallway, sling, sling, sling with the scissors. <laughs> and you have to escape and like find how to get out of this place. So it's kind of like a puzzle. Yeah. Um, and if you go in the wrong room or you can't hide and he hits you, then you die. And you start over. You are very vulnerable. You are, yeah, there is yeah. there is no fighting back. Zero fighting. You can you can hide, and that's about it, right? Yeah, yeah. There's so you can like there's a, a a time and place where you can like panic. I think is what the word is. You can like kind of fight with him for a second, mm. but I think that only works once. Sure. And so like, if you get into that situation twice, like I think that's pretty much it. So yeah, you're you're pretty much just on the run the whole time, trying to figure out little puzzles of what rooms to go into where what keys to get and how to get out of these places and escape the scissor man who's like yeah like you said just kind of like stalking you through most of these areas which is very frightening he's lurking he's always lurking yeah sometimes it'll like pop out of bathroom stalls or like the elevator Mm -hmm. or just be there for no good reason other than he's just trying to get you (laughs) yeah he's gonna get you yeah he's gonna get you yeah it is that's that's pretty much it what uh what did you think about this game while you're playing through it? I thought that the sound design was pretty good, actually. Like the sound effects yeah. and their use or non-use of sound. Uh, yes, no, and it was very intentional. I was reading that yeah. they, they did that on purpose. That like they, A, played sound effects and scary sounds when it wasn't necessarily expected that that would be happening. Mm-hmm. And that they play, they did not play sound effects when it seemed like there probably should be something there. And like, that could be a very easy thing to fuck up, but I think they did a really good job of that. Like, yeah, you're right that like, it's, it's scary. It's like, why, why are the sounds here the way that they are and like the sound effects? Like, um, I forget what it was, but you go down and there's a bunch of reporters asking you questions and it's kind of loud down there and you go back yeah. upstairs and that's just like super quiet in the hallway and you just hear yeah. like the footsteps and that's it. That's, it was, it, it builds tension Mm -hmm. very well that way yeah um, yeah. which i thought was pretty commendable yeah Yeah. it's the the game it's it's so hard to talk about this one i feel like i have (laughs) like (laughs) i i love what it is doing in so many places and it is like so difficult for me to play it in other places sure is yeah like i i was not part of the wave of point and click adventures same yeah have you played any i've played them uh, yeah. and have stopped playing them quite quickly <laughs> yeah. afterwards yes like mist was not my thing mm-hmm. growing up like my dad loved mist he played <laughs> all the time and i tried to play with him i just like i couldn't do it my my, <laughs> my little tiny baby boy brain couldn't yeah. fathom how to how to play mist did you play uh did you play any of the like uh, uh lucas arts games like skip monkey island or Sam and Max or any of that sort of no, stuff. No, I didn't play. I didn't do any of those ones. Did yeah, you? It, uh, a little bit. It was mostly by proxy. It was a similar sort of thing. I think my dad played Sam and Max a fair bit, uh-huh. and I sort of like watched him do that. And uh, Jazz played a lot of these games as well. Mm-hmm. My cousin and. So like I I got a little bit of it like there's uh, certainly people around me who played them but I think like my motor skills and reasoning was not nearly good enough to play a lot of those games definitely not because like even now right like I'll go back and play like Full Throttle or like Grim Fandango or something like that Mm -hmm. and like they those games are fun but it does require a fair bit of like either really thinking through something or trying every combination of every item on everything yeah. And sometimes that's fun. Like I've had fun with those games, but I think in a game that is supposed to be scary, 
it's like a really hard thing to do if you're not totally familiar with how these games work yeah yeah because then you're just fumbling with the controls and it takes <laughs> like, away some of that the, the the fear that the game is trying to make through its environment and the gameplay <laughs> when you're just struggling with the controls to make it work yeah it, it, it to me in a weird way it is more scary because I have, I cannot control the character in the way that I want them to. <laughs> like the loss of agency. Yeah, I, I felt like most of the time that I was playing this game, I was yelling at somebody from another room who's half paying attention what to do in the video game, and that's how I was controlling it. Like, sure. I'm like, okay, uh, I don't know, go look at this thing. Well, it doesn't look like that's clickable. Okay, okay, I don't know, like walk over there. It's not letting me. Okay, um, try the door. It says I can't leave. Oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> it's like telling someone who doesn't really play video games how to play the game. And who doesn't really give a shit. I yeah, know. and doesn't care. <laughs> like, they're like, humoring you. It's not working. You can't <laughs> like, leave. There's something else you have to do in this room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll talk to somebody. I don't really know how. Fuck. <laughs> I can't get over there from where you clicked. <laughs> click somewhere else. <laughs> so like... I I think part of my friction with the game was just not being super familiar with point and click in general, mm -hmm. but it also, like I said, in a weird way that makes it scarier. I have, I, Scissorman yeah. comes in a room. I've got, I, I got a long time before I'm going to be able to click on the door yeah. to get away from him. <laughs> yeah. I like, and even if I click on the right spot once, I got to click like probably a good three or four different places to make this work. <laughs> Who knows if I'm going to hit all of those in the right spot. Or accidentally hit Scissor Man and just, go like right up just to Just run right up to Scissor Man and be like, get, get snipped. up, baby? Get, get snipped. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's definitely the tagline. <laughs> Clock Tower 2, Turbo Snips. Clock Tower 2 featuring Scissor Man, get snipped. <laughs> now with new snip, new snippy new, mode. New snippy mode. New snippy mode. <laughs> Yeah, I like so that was that was a very long diatribe about how this game is hard to control, but I found it genuinely, genuinely scary, and I mm -hmm. really liked that. I really liked that about this game. No, like, yeah, the the atmosphere is excellent, incredible, and like I, it's it's this sort of like double edged sword of the game giving you very difficult controls to get through it, mm -hmm. and giving you very few ways to be able to defend yourself, like. You're, you're totally yeah. vulnerable at every moment of this game. There is no mm -hmm. point where it's like, oh, I got the grenade launcher now. I can fuck with like some of these zombies. Like, Yeah, you are not no Leon dude, Kennedy. No, at no point in this entire game is it like safe, yeah. you know? Um, and that is so cool. Yeah, they, they like talked about this in in the the making of the game. Uh, the director uh, was this dude named Hifumi Kono. Mm -hmm. And he talked about liking, and we've mentioned this before in a different episode, liked, uh, he loved the work of Dario Argento, who was this director that we talked about in episode 45, Poetry Slam featuring, Sam, featuring Samus Aran. Chase's favorite name of an episode. I liked that. I liked that name. Um, <laughs> where we talked about Super Metroid where uh i can't remember the name of the dude who uh directed the uh super metroid but they talked about um the color palettes and mood being a really big thing that they were influenced by this director dario argento who's this italian filmmaker mm -hmm. and in a similar way uh hifumi kono said that he was influenced by the same the same guy so just for a little bit of background or a refresher depending on how long you've been listening um dario argento was this italian film director who did like a lot of horror movies mm -hmm. a lot of which had these like as far as i can tell 
like fairly moody and tense terrifying sequences mm-hmm. where like color played a really significant role in the films and so like you can see that in the the super metroid like color palettes where you'll go from one part of the level and it's like a very like dark green to another like very like b- blood red or <laughs> like a very like deep blue or something like that and you can mm-hmm. see it in the color palettes I, I think we posted something on twitter a while back about like how similar those are mm-hmm. and it seemed like uh where in super metroid they were taking a lot of the artistic and visual elements from those kind of movies uh hifumi kono it seemed like was taking a lot of just like i want to make a horror movie or a horror video game that is very similar to what is going on in uh a lot of these other movies that he's watching yeah specifically the movie uh phenomena uh phenomena i actually don't know how to say it but uh it is this uh movie and let me just read you the like first byline of a plot uh-huh. it says after missing a bus in the swiss countryside a 14 year old danish tourist vera brandt tries looking for help she comes across a home and is attacked by a stranger who proceeds to behead her with scissors oh my god seems kind of familiar <laughs> that's just the whole uh, that's the whole synopsis of the movie <laughs> No, it's just like the first, like this is what happened in the beginning. Oh, okay, shit. Um, a lot of plot there, right? Like the scissor-based murder. <laughs> um, scissor-based killing. <laughs> the uh, the main character in Phenomena, uh, it's, it's, so it's not Phenomena. That's not the name of the movie. Yeah. It's Phenomena. It's the, the Dantalian? I'm assuming so. Yeah, spelling of it. Yes. Um, and so that's there. I think a lot of the, the way that they set the mood in this game is kind of similar to how they did it in this uh movie like it's a lot of this just kind of like simmer of terror and then like at the end of it it just kind of all like explodes in this like the ending is pretty wild dude yeah did you watch like clips of the end of this game yeah i didn't i didn't and i didn't get to the end of the game myself (laughs) but i watched Yeah. yeah i watched a good long play bananas yeah what the fuck was that door that opened up and she's getting sucked in and he's taking like an hour to aim his gun at the guy who's like scissor man is holding on to her so for context essentially in in the end of this game what happens i guess spoilers for the 1996 game clock tower for the playstation one you're like being chased by scissor man all over fucking town and then eventually you come into this like I think it's like a church or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you find Scissor Man fucking around in there, depending <laughs> on who you're playing as, um, will determine kind of who you're interacting with in there. If you get the worst ending with Helen, she thinks that Scissor Man is Barton, I think is the name of the character. Mm. Uh, just some dude. She like shoots him as Scissor Man. And then he just like bleeds in the other room and dies. Oh um, she's like, I guess that was Scissor Man. Checks in, out. In, in the better endings, you like, you play as either of the characters you go down into the basement and like scissor man's down there with a some character depending on who you're playing and he's just you know doing his thing snipping his scissors and you go across this little bridge and place some kind of like urn on a shelf yeah and then say something i don't (laughs) it wasn't anything that i understood no it was Um, not it was like not even in complete sentences or not complete no. words or in like actual letters when they had it written yes, in like yeah. the, the transcription the at the bottom yeah yeah and then this like vortex opens up on yeah. like the wall with like maybe to like space or kingdom hearts or something i'm not really sure mm. where it was going to but... you could hear simple and clean ever so <laughs> ever so faintly from beyond the vortex if you boost the bass you can hear simple and clean <laughs> 
And then, yeah, like it starts sucking up both you and Scissor Man. <laughs> I don't know why this seemed funny, but like both, it, it cuts away. Both of you are flying into the vortex. Uh-huh. And then you as the character, either Helen or Jennifer, grab onto the railing. Mm. And then some other dude shows up. And then it cuts. This was it funny. cuts back to you and Scissor Man. You're both getting your asses kicked. Like yeah, this wind not is to like get pulling you hard. <laughs> yeah, trying not to get sucked in the vortex. And Scissor Man has managed to grab onto your like ankle, uh-huh. and he's also getting his ass kicked. Like none of you, neither of you are having a good nobody's time. thriving in this moment. <laughs> no. And then I think depending on like how good your relationship is with one of these characters, they'll like shoot Scissor Man with a gun. But it like cuts back and forth between <laughs> the person trying to aim. <laughs> yeah. And then you and Scissor Man, just like inflatable crazy tube manning uh, horizontally towards the vortex, takes him so long, like three times back and forth between those two scenes. No change in like how those scenes are presented. It's just copy paste. This scene, this scene, this scene, this scene, building the tension. And then and then he shoots. And then he shoots Scissor Man with a gun and then Scissor Man falls into the vortex. And the vortex closes. And the vortex closes. And everybody what? lives happily ever after. Depending on the ending. Depending on the depending on the ending. Yeah. There's one where uh I think I don't know if it's this one specifically, but the the end of it sees Helen like looking at the rubble of this building, and then I think Scissor Man's hand just like bursts out from the ground. <laughs> so that was I'm back. <laughs> the vortex just sucked me underground. I'm fine. It didn't it was yeah, it led ten feet away. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back to snip. BTS. BTS. Back to snip. So, anyway, uh, the ending is wild, and like I read through the wikis to be like, what? What were they saying in that part? Or what did? And what was the vortex? And I got very little. <laughs> but they're not. I, they don't explain it at all. No, no. I I think like this may be an influence of sort of the the film media coming through that like i read a wiki and it was like well dan barrows and uh who is is in this one the character edward is actually dan barrows the the son of mrs barrows from the last game sure he was he was that big like wild mass of a monster that fell down got burned and then came back in this one huh as scissor man because in the first one the the other kid his brother died mm. um who was playing scissor man in the first one point being like so confusing <laughs> anyway the, the the description from the wiki is that uh miss barrows gave birth to, to demons is is the description they like, had this they had this description in the game itself did you yes, see that yeah. part I did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go, and it just tells you all that. You're like, what in the fuck is going on? But sorry, continue. <laughs> no, I, 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 that was pretty much it. Just that, like, I think it, I think I'm not sure if it's the pacing or the translation from English to or Japanese to English, but like those part of the plot beats, I'm like, I feel like I need to know more about this, and I know very little. Yeah, like, like demons, demons, or like, is that a metaphor? What are we saying here? Yeah, it was like in the in the one. In the bit in the game where you can go and see all that lore, it's just, it's, I think it just says it didn't take long for people to figure out that they were pure evil. Like these mm-hmm. two little babies. Just like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, I think it's like, I'm okay with people not really explaining what's going on in a plot. Uh-huh. You know, like I don't, that, that's fine. If they need to be demons, they can be demons. I don't care. Why not? I think just like the setup of that sometimes, like the pacing of the, that information coming out, like was confusing to a point where I was like, again, is this a metaphor? Evil, like how? Um, yeah. So like, 
I, I again, I am more than okay with her giving birth to baby demons because evil, you know, who cares? Why not? It's like the Jersey um, Devil. It's like a Jersey Devil. So, yeah. Uh, also, it's the game. I think it was probably intended for mostly a Japanese audience because the voice acting is uh, phoned in in this video game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me. Uh, wasn't can, great. I, can I play you just a little bit of, of this? game go for it this is when jennifer shows up in the basement of what i think is like a barrow's mansion and she finds one of her colleagues and uh, mind you let me set the scene uh she is standing in a room full of like bones just yeah. straight up bones these are like meaty bones too these aren't like just yeah. skeletons they got some some heft on them still yeah and like at the moments before this she was being chased by scissor man anyway so she comes in here finds her bro and immediately she'll like go talk to him so just like let's let's take a little sampling bones are all over the floor it's the description of this place let's hear what he says jennifer nolan you're alive where is everyone i don't know <laughs> scissor man attacked us and everyone scattered ow ow, ow. Nolan, he dead? you've hurt your leg. Let me let me pause right there and uh, echo your question. Is he dead? Because the pause between the sentences really seems like he is. The yeah, answer is right. no. Yeah. But like the 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 speed at which these dialogue lines are coming in is just painstaking. I uh -huh. need them to be speaking faster. Yeah. Just a cut. I'll be all right if I rest. Nolan, I'll go. By yourself? Go where? I'll come back after I've found and killed him. Whoa, okay. Some ghost children have ghost now children have now showed up. Bring around the rosying. <laughs> what was that? You saw them too? Just... <laughs> what the I've fuck? I've seen them a few times already. They are probably the ghosts of the children killed here. Probably. So many. <laughs> so yeah. many. And then they stop talking. It's over. And then she stands up and she's like, I'm out of here. Nothing else to talk so about after that. <laughs> so like, a the pacing of the dialogue, just like, I'm like, please, please, I need this to go like a new a normal human speed when you're talking to your friends yeah yeah it's pretty bad and that's pretty bad again similar to how we talked about in dino crisis like that sort of adds to the terror that these people are not acting like normal human beings they're just like these like marionettes who don't speak in the same way that we do it's true but at times i was just like i would love to continue like playing the game and we we're just sitting here waiting for the next line of dialogue to load mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah what else this game is like very well heralded like i know a lot of like horror game people love this game and it, it definitely hits it on hits the nail on the head with the horror aspect of it the camera angles were pretty nice yes no they do a pretty great cinematic job with pretty cinematic uh, gets you invested in it. Um, it's just everything is really good about the game, except I don't like the gameplay. 
<laughs> I know it's so it's so weird to talk about it because like I when I stop playing it I'm like damn that's a good video game and then the moment I see the mouse on the screen again I'm like I don't I don't want to do this yeah I think back <laughs> on it I'm like that's a fun game that was that was a good time that was cool mm-hmm. good experiences and then I go back into playing it I'm like hmm I don't know about this <laughs> I don't know about this it's i feel like it's pretty rare that you and i push up against like the technology of a video game yeah that we play plenty of old games that were like it controls okay or Mm -hmm. like it looks fine or i'm having to kind of read between the lines with how the game is actually being played but like that's usually not something that will stop me from playing a video game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. usually just kind of an annoyance this one is much more mechanically challenging (laughs) to like definitely Which is such a shame because it is such a good video game outside of that. Like, yeah, I don't, this is the second time we brought this up in two weeks and it probably just speaks to how good the game is, but it reminds me a lot of Alien Isolation in the fact that like running away most of the time that you're playing this game, like something is trying to kill you that is much stronger than you are and will Mm -hmm. kill you if it finds you. It sure will. Yeah, you are very much uh, disempowered. Yes. To like the nth degree. Yeah. I think horror games oftentimes try and split the difference with like, we want to make an action game that is also scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we're going to give you less ammo than you need <laughs> yeah. is usually the option. Whereas this one's like, you have no way to fight back. This yeah. is not an action game. You're just going to run away from this terrifying yeah, you just thing. Run. Just, just worry about <laughs> staying alive. Yeah. And like, I love it for that. That's a really cool concept. Like, I love the idea of translating what's essentially a slasher film mm-hmm. into a video game. So often, I think games get really caught up with trying to make a game just like action packed. Mm-hmm. And like, rather than experimenting with like, how powerless can we make someone feel in this while still making it feel fun? Yeah. And like, yeah. honestly, if it wasn't for the point and click stuff, I think this game would be that, right? Like it would you would feel so powerless in the face of just this like overwhelming force coming towards you. Yeah. Where you're actually just literally using the control stick to move around and, like <laughs> yeah. interacting with objects. Yeah. I think just that one difference would make things so, yeah, would make the like, game more enjoyable. I I'm confused why they didn't. I don't I don't it doesn't seem like it would maybe do maybe be that difficult to change sure. it that way, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I think partially it is a what's the word I'm looking for? Like people are you and I are not as familiar with this game, this kind of game in general, uh-huh. and it is much less in vogue right now. So like, it's not like we knew this at some point and are kind of going back and being like, oh, I remember how to kind of play these kind of games. Yeah, versus. You know, like there's a lot of kinds of games that are not in vogue right now that you and I have played like the uh, 3D platformers. Like we both fired up Psychonauts 2 and we're like, I get this. I know what to do. I played fucking Jack and Ratchet and all that sort of shit back in the day. But our familiarity with this genre is much lower. So I think both you and I are not familiar with the genre to play it well. Uh And it is not something that is new or like has been done very much Mm -hmm. recently. So like sure hasn't. I think we were just bumping up against that. But even that said, I think this, I, I don't say this normally because like, who the fuck am I? I think this would be a better video game if it was not a point and click adventure. I tend to agree with that. I, I'm absolutely willing to be wrong because I do agree that the point and click adds to the terror, but this game is already really scary. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily need more need necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Again, I sort of hesitate to say something is better or would have been a better idea because like, 
I'm just some dipshit making a podcast on the internet. But mm. I, I th- let me let me rephrase that. I would have enjoyed this game a lot better if if it was just like yeah, not point. It would have been better for me personally. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, but but outside of that, like I get why people point to this as like a cornerstone of early horror video games because mm-hmm. like yeah, it's it's terrifying. What a good antagonist! Just a fucking scissor dude, yeah. like big scissors. That is terrifying. <laughs> And yeah. they give you nothing. They give you so little about like who this dude is. Yeah, is he it's supernatural? This... Is he just some yeah. guy in a mask? Yeah. Where are the scissors from? Are they enchanted? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't no know. Maybe, did he come from that vortex he got sucked into? Maybe. Yeah, you've got maybe. <laughs> seems like he's a vortex got, kind of guy. He's going to, he seems like a vortex kind of guy. <laughs> um seems like maybe he's from Kingdom Hearts. Who knows? Mm. He's from he's from the the inner darkness. So, he's he's actually the nobody of Xehanort's oh uh, heartless, who actually was the nobody of Terra. I wish I knew <laughs> what those video games were doing. <laughs> so yeah, like it's I'm coming away from this one. Like I didn't play this a lot as a kid, and I'm only seeing this as like a, a grown dude. And I love everything that this game is doing outside of playing it. Mm-hmm. Like. I am so infatuated with the idea of taking away control from the player and like honestly watching people play it is much more enjoyable because they kind of yeah. know what to do. Yeah. But yeah, like the experiment of horror of like what does that look like? How do you how do you present to a player powers powerlessness in a medium that is defined by power, by like yeah. defined by control? Like that mm-hmm. is literally the difference between a movie and a video game is control. I think that's what scares me about scary games so much is that they all in in different ways try to take away control from Mm -hmm. the character or from the player whether it's like poor movement or like reduced movement controls or like not much ammo or anything like that it just seems like it it really hits close to home when you're used to just (laughs) being you know kratos and just ripping people in twain no totally and like it i think it, it it always hits harder because you are in control in some way and when the game starts winning, it is very scary mm-hmm. to be like, I've got nothing. I have no ammo. Scissorman's outside my door, snipping his thing. And like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Says a man outside my door, snipping his thing. <laughs> snipping his thing. I like that. That's, that is, that's provocative. It's provocative. <laughs> I think I really like this game. I think I just don't really like playing it. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Which is, it's going to come off as sounding confusing because I think somebody who like would hear that sentence really directly would be like, I don't think you like that video game. Yeah. And I think like there is more to video games than just having fun in the the, the moment. Uh-huh. Because I was scared in this game. I was terrified a lot of like, God, I don't want to get caught and cut. I ain't trying to get snipped. <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> so it's it's super effective in that way and i don't know point being i think i think i like clock tower a lot yeah no it was it was fun yeah and like all things full disclosure this is like my shit this like ps1 era (laughs) horror stuff i love that um this is my shit this is absolutely like right up my alley but yeah i i think this is a really good horror video game no it was fun yeah i enjoyed it do you have any do you have anything else to say about uh scissor man or clock tower i do not cool then let's let's uh let's mosey on over to the intro huh to the intro hmm we're starting again (laughs) the The clock clock has been turned back (laughs) 
Hey everybody, we're on Twitter. We are. At Podtimism. Tweet us. Nice things, mean things, anything in between. Whatever you Whatever got. you feel. Yeah. It's great. We want it. We want to hear it. We want to see it. We want to feel it. <laughs> you can also email us, podtimism at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, if you really want to help us out, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Also true. It makes a big difference for us. It does. Uh, you can subscribe, like whatever it is on any sort of podcasting app you have. Also true. And, you know, you can also let someone else know about our cast. If you have some cool, chill gamers in your life who just want to hang out, have some easy, fun vibes, see what they think. <laughs> see what they think. See what they think. See what they think. See what they think. Do they like to get snipped? I hope not. <laughs> Do they like snipping their thing outside of people's doors? The implication here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little spooky. <laughs> I just, I, the, the phrase snipping, snipping his thing. Yeah. It's just funny to me. It is good. It's You're, you're right. It is provocative. It can mean a lot of different things. It can <laughs> mean a lot of different things. But anyways. Yeah. 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 And also, thank you. Thank you. For being here, for listening to us, for supporting this cast. Indie casts. We appreciate it. Thank you. We we do. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks so much for spending your time with us here. We think you're the best. Sure. Period. 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 So you got, do you have any video game wisdom, Chase? Ooh. Yes, I do. Let's hear it. Do not get caught by Scissor Man. He's going to try and catch you. And I know it's going to be tempting from all the video games that you've played, like Resident Evil, like uh, The Evil Within, mm -hmm. Dino Crisis, to be yeah. like, I think I can fight Scissor Man. It's a really bad idea to fight the Scissor Man because A, yeah. you don't have a gun. I sure don't. Because you're like, a normal person who just like doesn't have a gun <laughs> around yeah. and scissor man's got an obscenely large pair of scissors which like is a very scary weapon even They're if you really more shears yes yes he should should have been called sheer guy edward scissors hand was taken cannot do that uh, yeah sure can't oh my god the name of the the bad guy is edward in clock tower edward scissors hand was taken was was taken not so the name edward though <laughs> No, no, and which we're all very thankful for. But Scissor Man, now you're talking. But yeah, again, I think I think Sheer Guy would have been better. Sheer Guy. Snippy fella? Snippy folks. Sniffy folk. No, not... Oh, boy. <laughs> I said Sniffy folk. Sniffy folk. Sniffer Man. <laughs> A very different video game. It's like the, the dog-themed sequel, The Cat Tales. Sniffy folk. Sniffy folk. Can you imagine instead of the, the scissors outside of your door? <laughs> oh, no. Sniffer guys. Sniffer guy. I'm going to rail you. <laughs> I'm going to witness your sense. Huh? What's he, what's he, what's he going to do? Just like sniff so hard he pulls you into his nose? My thought was that he just comes into the room and judges you based on your stink. Does he kill you if it's a good or a bad stink? No, he just like sort of emotionally tries to poke at you. When was the last time you washed your sheets? Oh, so he's just a bully. Yeah, he's a bully. Do you shower daily? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it? You don't even own a bidet. Oh, that's not true, actually. Sniffer man, you got nothing. Sniffer man. You got no leg to stand on. Sniffer man, more like stupid man. <laughs> I'll put the air horns here, and that is how we will end the episode. Wait, was that all of your, 
You had wisdom going for a second there, but then we derailed it. That's fine. That was good enough. Don't get caught by Sniffer, man. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, see ya.